Hi, welcome to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast, a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. Covenant Presbyterian Church is an open, affirming congregation, and we're so glad you found us. Our primary mission is to equip God's people to serve Christ in the world. In our weekly messages, we hope that you'll find inspiration, encouragement, and even challenge for your faith journey. Please listen with us now. If you've been worshiping over the past several weeks of Advent, the scripture passages that Nick, Claude, Caitlin, and I just read will have sounded very familiar to you. We have been reading along in the infancy narratives of Luke's gospel, and these words are so well known by now that you may be able to recite from memory phrases like, the firstborn son delivered in the manger because there is no room at the inn. Very good. (laughs) And if this isn't your first Advent season in church, but instead you've been coming to church every Advent season, in fact, every Sunday, every week of every year of your life, then these verses of Christmas are most likely sunk deep in your body and etched on your heart. Good things to have on your heart. And on the other hand, if this is your first time ever In a Christmas Eve worship service, the words that I read will probably still sound pretty familiar to you. Versions of this language pop up in our beloved holiday movies like Charlie Brown's Christmas Carol, Miracle on 34th Street, and of course the music. Christmas carols playing over loudspeakers and stores, and then Handel's Messiah singing out from the symphony doors. Wherever you stand on the scale of Christian engagement, the words of Jesus' birth, of God's gift to us on Christmas, the words are well known. They stand out and they center us when so much is going on. I, for one, am especially glad to have these stabilizing texts this year. It is my first Advent season and Christmas Eve worship here at Covenant, so if this is your first time here too, you are not alone. I'm the new pastor, I've been here about a month, and I'm busy learning, learning about the traditions on Christmas Eve, learning to the new people and their stories, arranging liturgies, even ordering stoles, seeing budgets, leading new committees, I'm coming from a church just down the road, literally a couple miles on the same street. And while two Presbyterian churches on Peachtree can't be that different, uh, there is very little that's exactly the same for me this year. And maybe you can relate. If it's not to a new job or to a new church, this idea of a fresh start or the sense that things are beginning again There certainly has been much disrupted in our lives over these past three years. We wore masks, we counted our coughs, we advocated and protested, or we holed up and hunkered down too. We lost loved ones and friends. We postponed weddings and funerals and graduations. We went to school at home. We prayed and learned to identify birds and we learned how to Zoom. It's been more than two years since the pandemic of 2020 hit us hard. And if maybe in that first Christmas we were fearful, 
That second Christmas, we were relieved. And maybe this year, on our third Christmas, maybe this year, we are just beginning to see how very much has changed. Maybe your workplace decided to stick with hybrid and you've made your home office permanent. Or maybe you decided you're never going to skip a vaccine again and you have flu, COVID, shingles, and pneumonia shots all in one arm. Maybe you prefer live streaming church or a family Christmas Zoom instead of making an in-person trek back home. Maybe you decided to change professions or retire early or take up counseling again. Maybe your favorite restaurant closed down and you just cannot find that same tiramisu anywhere. Maybe there are relationships that ended due to pandemic stressors and others that from the foxhole have been cemented and grown. I'm not exactly sure what has changed for you over the past several years, but I'll tell you this. If change is hard for human beings, you, my friends, have done your fair share and more. So I pray for us tonight that we find comfort here in the things that don't change, in the words of Scripture at Christmas. These words were told around campfires and passed from ear to ear thousands of years ago. They're the same words that were scratched onto papyrus and printed in presses long before they hit the web. These are the same words that are spoken here, and I pray we find refuge in the words on repeat this Christmas. The angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. Now, I'll admit, one of the reasons I'm so attuned to these familiar passages, one of the reasons that I'm comforted by the Christmas text, in particularly this year, is because of a big change. And it's not the new job, and it's not a post-COVID change, but unfortunately, my family and I, we had a house fire in June. Yes, it was a five alarm, burn the house, lightning hit the gas line sort of thing, and no, this is not a great story to bring up when there are live flames <laughs> lit in the sanctuary. Don't worry, we've double-checked the fire extinguishers, so we're good. But this year, and especially this Christmas, my family and I are making our way in unfamiliar territory. We don't have our nativity up on the mantle. My husband's 40-year-old stocking isn't hung by a chimney with care. Even recipes for treats or cookies that were much loved and well-eaten are gone, though admittedly, it wouldn't be hard for me to find those if I had more of a desire to bake. And I don't bring this up to make you scared or to make you sad. We have been loved and cared for and strengthened in so many ways. But I bring it up because these unchanging words of Scripture are especially important for me this year. And it's not just 
the language. It's not just the holy words, because Christmas tells us of the word, too. It's the lesser-known story of the birth of Christ in the Gospel of John. I'll read some of it here, and you'll hear it in full later on when I light the Christ candle. But these are less familiar words of Jesus' birth. And I'll admit that they can, in fact, be jarring if you're expecting the nativity, pastoral, peaceful scene that we've heard thus far. Now, instead, the Gospel of John tracks Jesus from the beginning as the light and the life and the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through him. And without him, not one thing came into being. And what has come into being in him was life, and life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. The word became flesh and lived among us. Preachers are sometimes warned off preaching this text on Christmas Eve. But tonight, as we're thinking about words of Scripture, we think about the Word, too. And it is a heady text, and it's full of metaphor. It's much less accessible than a baby in a barn and some hay in a manger. But this story of Christ's birth shares the old, old story of the good news, too. The Gospel of John tells us that the divine is behind all that comes into this world. God speaks and creates. Jesus comes and saves. These verses are the old, old story of the good news of God and the birth of Jesus Christ. And here's my PSA for the night. There's one thing more that I learned from the fire. And that is, insurance companies, when they're trying to salvage your stuff and clean things up, they won't take three things. They won't take firearms, alcohol, or plants. They will take everything else, trying their best to remove the smoke, the water, any damage from your things, but not firearms, not alcohol, or plants. So when we were allowed back in the house after they removed all our potentially salvageable stuff, I went to get our plants and took them back to the porch where our temporary housing is. And listen, I'll admit it wasn't the first item that I tried to pull out of the fire. Uh, you know, I tried to grab my work computer, right? Your work laptop uh, it wasn't in the line of fire, so I thought, you know what, it's going to be okay until a month later when my colleagues started complaining about the electrical fire smell that was coming from my office. It turns out the weight and the stench of smoke is really hard to remove from electronics. It burns down into the small parts, the motor boards. It never really goes away. And we found that out with other things too, like polyester, anything made of plastic. That material gets kind of imprinted by fire and smoke. And even with deep chemical professional cleans, a return to original condition is not really in the cards. But that is not true for plants. 
Plants are, after all, alive. And they shed smoke like nobody's business. They are cellular structures drinking up water and reaching for the light. They naturally have what it takes to heal and to be whole. And the Gospel of John tells us tonight with the story of the divine made flesh that we have that in us too. Pastor and farmer Debbie Blue says of the Christmas story, God gets mixed up in the molecules of life. I've never heard a more anchoring word. This is the centering that comes each Christmas. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. From the beginning, Jesus is life and light and the Word. From the beginning, Jesus is shaping and creating and forming and healing us. So may we take comfort in these words on the Word, too. Friends, whatever change is destabilizing you, and there are many to choose from, hear this good news. There is no damage, there is no suffering, there is no darkness that moves you or this world beyond God's love and care. We have what it takes to heal and be whole. God is mixed up in the molecules of life, wrapped in our flesh on the night Christ was born. And for this, may we be truly grateful. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast. I invite you to visit our website, covpresatl.org. That's C-O-V-P-R-E-S-A-T-L.org. There you'll find current worship information, links to our live Sunday morning streaming service, and our full archive of recorded services. You'll also find out more about us and how to get in touch. I wish you well in these strange times. God is with us. Grace and peace to you.